I am Muhammad Aslam, and you are listening to Change Over Podcast, where we talk about lifestyle, attitude, productivity, self-improvement, and many more things. Welcome back to Change Over, the podcast that having a conversations about every life facts, happiness, creativity, attitude, productivity, lifestyle, philosophy, psychology, human conditions. Joined by guests talking about things to help us clarify of something useful to our life. Things like self-improvement, time management, willpower, language, social interactions, habit things. Things that hard to examine but important to explore and hopefully things that make for enjoyment and relax interesting chat in every episode of the podcast all right today is the episode three of change over and because of the last episode's feedback which refer to the ones that said to me i saw you that you read a lot of books why don't you talk about book stuff or some kind of reading habit then I just think in a bit moment and said to myself that okay in the next episode I will do my podcast about reading stuff because I think that one of the significant things that a lot of people are fail of reading especially when they read in English is just because they don't have what I call reading habit Therefore, uh, in today's episode, we're gonna share the idea of the habit of reading and try to conceptualize what is the key point of those idea with the Hong Kong girl's guy who was born and raised and studied in Hong Kong, and he studied in final two years of secondary school in the UK, and he graduated at the Uh, University uh, of Durham, UK, for his special degree in read geology, and he also graduated a master degree of the development study at the University of Melbourne, Australia, and he also obtained a TESOL, which is stand for Teaching English to Speakers of Other Languages qualification. So, and currently he is a teacher and researcher and also a manager of the fan page A Gallery, which presents about the idea of earth and art should be together and never be separated. Because the earth without art is just A. All right, so if we live in this society right now, that everything is going and running so fast, especially when it comes to information and knowledge, as a people of millennials or generations Y and Z like us, why reading skill or consuming the information by reading is essential to us? I think reading is very important. As as long as you have eyesight, then you start reading since you were very young. Uh, read road signs. You read um, restaurant menus, 
and you read uh, slogans, you read newspaper headlines. Um, but as you grow up, you want to obtain more information. You want to know more about a certain topic. And then you start reading um, magazine articles, you start reading books. Um, and, and so I think reading is really important for us to be informed about the world, about society around us, and about ourselves. When you decided to start to explore yourself something new by reading, it is the way that how you can discover new things in a way of whatever you wish. It is also can indicate that a person who knows how to read, they can educate themselves in any area of life they are interested in. We live in the age where we overflow with information, but reading is the main way to take advantage of it. As we said about why reading is matter and try to not to take it for granted if you want to be educational or intellectual people. So I myself, when I struggle to read a book, especially the books in English at the first time, I just feel to myself that I'm not familiar with the word or sentences. It's like it's too hard to understand what the author trying to try to say. So did you ever face with this kind of problems and how can you get over it? Yeah, I went through that um, phase of my life as well. Um, English was one of the medium of instruction in Hong Kong, in mm. schools in Hong Kong. It's a main, so main one of the one of, one, of one, one of the medium. So, so we used English and we used Chinese. Um, but reading was something that was not natural to me, was something secondary to me. So I had to push myself to read. Or the first time I came to read or had to read or asked by the teachers to read certain books, the feeling of not wanting to read or it's just not going into my brain was very, very strong. You know, um, yeah. because if you were given something to read and that's not something of your own interest, it is very difficult to dig yourself into it. And, um, but when you have a certain reason for reading, um, maybe that's your own in interest, maybe you are doing this, you are reading for an exam, you have a motivation to read. And so I think I, think I went through that period as well where, where I didn't like reading. I didn't know what I was reading. I was just reading the words, but then the concepts, the ideas were not going into my brain. So, but slowly I developed a habit of reading. I developed a habit of reading stuff that I like, reading stuff that I enjoy. And, 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 and I think that was the turning point. Yeah. So as we talk about that, sometimes it's always too hard to understand the text and also the context of the books which led us to think about why reading comprehension skill is really important for all the reader. Uh, okay, so how can like we improve our reading comprehension skill in 
And what is your tips regarding to this kind of skill? I think the very important element is curiosity. If you don't have curiosity in that particular subject or that particular idea, then it's very difficult. If you don't want to dig deeper into what is he talking about, what was she mentioning that for, then it's very difficult to even start picking up a book to read. When I got stuck and confused at the middle of somewhere in the paragraph, the first thing I do is stop reading and try to summarize what I just read in my head. If it's if it's not work, I would try to read out loud so that I will be able to emphasize particularly on that sentences and paragraph. What about like when we feel bored, lazy, or lack of motivation to read? I mean, sometimes, okay, we can read everything in a state of flow and can understand everything about it and never get disrupted by the lacks of our comprehension skill. So how can we create and build our motivation which make us to feel that we have to read the books? Okay. Um, I think it's always good to have a few kinds of things that you're reading. Not mm -hmm. just reading one kind of thing. So for example, if you're interested in fiction, or you are um, reading a certain book for your exam, um, and you're very good at um, reading, but then you feel bored about that, about the book that are you're, you're reading for your exam, then switch to another book. You know, from, from, from the textbook that you're reading for your exam, switch to the fiction. Um, or, or you are reading this fiction so that you can um, explain it in another language in Thai yeah. to your friends. You feel bored about this fiction, you don't want to read it anymore. Well, change to another kind of mm. book. Um, change to another genre of book. Not the same genre of books, but, but, but a different genre. Of I would personally say that I am a bit of fast reader. I would test myself once when I was in high school. So basically, if you can read with more than 1,000 words per minute with at least 90% of understanding, you will consider as a visual reader or fast reader. And talking about my thoughts, when someone asks me that speed reading is indispensable for a good reader, I would say that it is depend on the purpose of your reading. If you want to understand something profound or some kind of synthetic analysis. So take your time to deep down, no need to rush at all. But if you consider as a skimming or a scanning of something, which probably not important that much. So I think speed reading is useless here. Speed reading for a purpose. You don't uh, speed read for nothing. I mean, I think I think authors spend a lot of time trying to write a book, <laughs> and I mean, unless you are you are you are doing this for an exam, I don't mm. think you know for a fiction or for a storybook, you need to speed read. But um, of course, you can scheme read. You can scheme mm. read your book, um, but but you don't get the gist or the juice of the book. There are some people said to me that. If you don't have like the reading, uh, maybe uh, speed reading skill, 
you are not that effective people. What do you think about like this kind of quote? Uh, <coughs> reading can be a kind of leisure activity. It doesn't have to be for a specific reason. It doesn't have to be for doing a professional exam. Um, you can just read for leisure. Mm-hmm. You can just read for no reason. Um, you don't always have to analyze why does the author write this way or that way, mm. or why did the author create this character in the book. Um, you don't have to uh, analyze so much. Uh, I think I think analytical analytical skill is one thing that you would obtain if you are doing academic. Reading when you're doing academic study, when you're doing research, but I don't think you need speed reading or to be too analytical if you are reading for leisure. What, what is kind of like genre books that is your favorite? My, <laughs> my favorite genre, <laughs> yeah, is, favorite genre. is um, something that um, I think a lot of people don't like to read. <laughs> I like non-fiction. I don't like fiction. Um, There is some people curious about what is fiction, what is non-fiction. Can you like? Well, fiction is something totally made up, or something mm. that is perhaps based on true story. Mm. So, a storybook, like Harry Potter, um, The Little Prince, totally made up. It could be long, could be short. Um, I don't have the patience to read fiction. Um, I cannot dig myself into a fictional book. Um, I think I have kind of imaginal, yeah, imagination, yeah, imagination. yeah. To have the imagination that I'm one of the characters, or to immerse myself into it, <laughs> to finish from cover to cover, I, I have difficulty for that. Nonfiction is um, based on facts, based on mm. you know knowledge of a certain person. Mm. Um, Nonfiction also includes things like biography, biography, um, um, story of a, a of a real person, uh, retelling uh, his or her story. Um, so those are nonfiction. There are a lot of genre in book stuff. Uh, could you like please give some kind of recommend to the people who want to read like a different kind of genre? Whatever, some kind of like journal article. Thesis, dissertation, whatever. Um, as I started um, at this podcast, I I mentioned that um, the most important quality in reading is that you have an interest, you have the curiosity in that subject matter, in order that you read or you want to read. So, if your interest is in nonfiction, then go and read some nonfiction books. Go and read some history mm. books. Books about culture. Um, if your interest is in animation, in um, sci-fi, um, those kind of things, go and read comics. Go and read fictional books. Mm. Go and read novels. Yeah. So um, I I think um, very rarely would. People start with reading journals or reading dissertations as <laughs> as a hobby. So um, as as the like people are like 
doing a master right now and listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and then dissertation is a part of their life whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have like some kind of recommend? Yeah, I have I've met many um, Thai students, so Thai master students or PhD students, mm-hmm. and they, a lot of them struggle with the the enormous amount of textbooks or academic books that they have to read, mm-hmm. because each of them are like hundreds of pages and then full of words, English <laughs> words, and um, and a practical term. Uh, what what academic what term. A- academic, term. academic terms. Academic terms. So I would I would I would recommend them to start reading journals. Mm. Journals are much shorter. Journals could be five page long, could be ten page, twenty page long, much shorter than a whole book. Or choose a chapter of a book to read. You know, if your supervisor asks you to read the whole book, mm. try to re- read the introduction of the book. You see if you can get an appetite to continue to read. Um, so don't attempt something that is beyond your ability or beyond your interest. You know, go and find a journal article that might interest you to read. Okay, talking about reading habit, how can we cultivate and develop a lifetime reading habit so that it will be stick in our consciousness and can make us to be a consistent person? I'm, I'm not a very consistent person. Um, I I like variety. I like mm. variety in life. I like variety my reading, and 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 so I'm constantly on a few books, reading a few books, and switch I, another. Yeah, I I switch from one to another to another to another. Um, I might be constantly reading about ten books, and so so I think consistent. You need to be consistent. Um, like some kind of habit. Or feeding. Yeah, to finish the book or to, you know, to get your job done. But I think there is also value for variety. If we're talking about, like, how to build some kind of improving ourselves to be a consistent person, I mean, how and what is the practical way to be a consistent people that always read a book? I think the important thing about being consistent in developing a reading habit is mm. build that into your daily routine. What is the what is the best time for you? Um, what is the best reading time for you in a day? Mm. For some people, it could be morning. For some people, it could be the hour before you sleep. For some people, it could be lunchtime. I just like to have a book on one hand and then have my spoon and fork on the other. Eat when I read, and so um, you develop your consistency according to your daily routine, according to your habits. I mean, there's no point to um, read when you know that you fall asleep straight away every day. You go to bed, and so you want to choose the time that you know you want to relax. You want to enjoy reading. You are most awake. To read, mm. so um, that way you would develop a more consistent habit. Otherwise, you would just feel like yourself, like a failure. Because, well, how come every night um, I wanted to read Harry Potter and I just fall asleep of a third page? Because 
that's not the right time for you to read. Mm. Other people might prefer to read at night time, but you can't. And so um, building it into your daily routine and finding the right time in your daily routine, I think that would help your consistency. Um, you have to have very uh, strong motivation in pursuing something, you know. For example, if you are pursuing a master degree, you know, you're going to get your job done. You're going to give your supervisor your first draft by a certain time, next week, next month. And you know you have 10 books to read, you have 20 books to read. And you need to write up a 30,000 word chapter. And so your motivation is to finish that piece of work. And so if you look at that, that as the goal, as, your, as, your, as the result, then you would hopefully be motivated mm. to read up those 20 books for your dissertation. Um, yeah, so can you tell us about when you were at the UK, how about the environment of the people there? I mean, it's kind of, uh, I myself, when I saw people read, and then it will build some kind of motivate motivation to me. Can you tell like us about your environment uh, over there? Some kind of like academic stuff. Yeah, um, I think the way... Um, that I was educated in the UK was very instrumental in my in my reading habit. Um, teachers, lecturers, professors, um, they digested a lot of knowledge, and they put that into the contents of their lectures in the class. But they won't tell you the answers. You go and read so-and-so's book, chapter 3, and then you get the answer to this question. He would tell you, these are the books. They all have different answers to this question. Read them up. Make your own um, analysis and um, write out an essay, write down an article for me. So... Reading so becomes at the UK is the essay based yeah. exam. Yeah. So um, everyone would just go to the library after the class, and then go and dig up books that may be relevant to the topic of the day, and then, and so I turned from someone who hardly read any books or maybe just read a book in three months to someone who has to read 10 books in two weeks. You are a teacher of English right now. Do you want to say about like the, the difference between a educational system, the place that you have been to? Yeah, um, I think the Thai educational system is very much uh, what we call based on standardized examination. Um, there is no open-ended questions. There are no open-ended que answers. Whereas in the UK, um, even in science subjects, the lecturers, the professors might give you an essay to write. Um, and then you make your conclusion 
about this scientific the- uh, by, scientific theory by themselves. By themselves, so it's not so much about choosing out of A, B, C, D boxes, mm-hmm. and then you make a choice, but more so developing your own way of thinking about how you come to this conclusion. Why you think this theory is better than the other, um, and so we have a lot of opportunities where we gather together to perhaps do a project together, or we have opportunities to go out and examine something that is in real life. Um, I think in Hong Kong, the education system is a little similar to Thailand. A little similar. A, l- a little similar. Um, so we had to do a lot of exams. But when I went to the UK, in the final two years of my high school, um, I didn't have that many exams anymore. I think sixty percent or seventy percent was based on coursework, based on projects that we did. So at the end of my class, say history class or economics class, um, I would have to write up a forty-page. Um, article or um, project or report um, for my teacher, and that was the examination. There was no get pet or <laughs> you know standardized examinations. So when when teacher give an assignment to the student, especially Thai student, about the essay or doing some kind of writing stuff, they are afraid. What do you think about why Thai people are afraid of doing some kind of writing stuff or essay? Um, well, writing and reading go hand in hand. Um, if you're afraid of writing, to some extent, you're also afraid of reading. Um, if you don't read enough, if you don't read many books, you probably don't have many things to say. Don't have many things to write, um, so your writing becomes very kind of one one sentence, two sentence becomes very very short, and and so yeah, if you are given half an hour to write one thousand words, you might end up only writing two hundred words, five hundred yeah. words. That's because you don't read enough. If you have read enough, you would have a lot more vocabulary. Number one. You would have a lot more imagination in your writing. You would have a lot more decorative words mm. to decorate what you are going to write to make it more interesting, to make it longer. Reading is important, right? Yeah, mm. you can learn from um, certain author if you like the word, the reader, the the mm. writing style. You know the way they write. And then you can adapt it into your essays, into your articles. Mm. All right. So we got, we like discussing about some kind of detail stuff, the mastering the habit of reading. Uh, I just saw on your Facebook page that you are a manager of uh, what a e a a gallery. So can you talk a little bit more about like what you are doing right now? I mean, yeah. Ah, my gallery. My gallery is um, an open space for people to put up their artwork. Um, artwork can 
can be many things. It could be photography, it could be watercolor, it could be oil painting, it could be sculpture, or it could even be a film. film. I couldn't show a film um, or a performance, a dance, or even a concert space. Um, if people like to use that space uh, for some form of artwork. The reason why I have this place was so that it becomes a platform for exchange. Um, there are many artists, a lot of talented uh, artistic people in Batani, and a lot of them don't have a platform, a stage for them to put up their artwork or to do their artistic stuff. Uh, one of the barriers is language. Um, they cannot show their work overseas because they don't have that language to express why they created that piece of artwork. Mm. Um, my gallery is there to help the local artists uh, to have their first taste of staging their first exhibition. And I make it a simple rule for those who want to show in my gallery. I would need a description of your artwork in English. If you don't have one, I can help you translate it in one into one. And not only do I want to just help local artists, but also I want to bring artwork from other regions of Thailand, from other parts of the world to Batani. Um, here in this city, I don't think there are many people or tourists or uh, uh, would be drawn to come here. And so a lot of people don't have the opportunity to see artists or artwork um, by people from other regions or other parts of the world. So the last two exhibitions, actually, I featured artists from Bangkok and artists from Spain. And um, so they showed the different types of artwork, be it photography or watercolor, um, to the people here in Batani. And I think that was an eye-opening um, experience uh, for, um, for Thai people. Is there some opportunity? So is, is that only just art? maybe the artwork uh, on your like platform to show some work. So how about like in the future, maybe is there some kind of opportunity to open for a reader to like review the books or some kind of sharing idea together? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. um, because it's, it's, it's a space, it's an open space where where um, you know people can gather and just sit around mm. um, to to chat um, on a certain topic, you know, um, whether it is a book or a film, and um, yeah. So um, I'm very happy and very open if people want to come and read a book or review a book, and um, yeah, come and use my gallery. Yeah, talking about environment, do you have some like idea? or anything that to create some kind of reading environment, especially in the society, I mean, the community. Yeah, I think, um, you know, together a few people who have an interest in reading uh, would be a good start. And if you could gather a few people who are interested in reading, find out whether there is 
a common idea, a common topic, uh, a common genre of books that you guys are interested in, um, or there's a specific purpose, there's a specific event that you want to read a book for, um, and and you can then choose a book and gather those people and set a time for them to come back after reading one chapter, two chapters, mm-hmm. and then talk about the um, uh, the things that they've 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 learned, the things that they they, they read in the book. Um, but one very key thing in doing that is to choose a book that is not too difficult nor too easy. Um, it needs to cater for the level of English proficiency that person or the people have in the group. Mm. You know, if you have a 500-page book um, for people who have just started learning English, then it will be too difficult. But if you have a class of master students who have been reading for years in English, then, you know, a, a thicker book wouldn't be a problem. So find a common interest, start a reading group, set a date, set a time, gather together, share the ideas, what you've learned in the book. I think that would be a good start in cultivating or creating a reading habits in people. The idea of review the books, I think that it is a good for like our community right now because I don't have time to read. You have time to read. If you share it to me or another people, I can get like uh, more than 50% of like you read, maybe. Uh, so I ha- we just kind of make a time short to read. I mean, if we read a book, we can like consume a lot of time. So if we listen to some of the review, maybe from our friends, or if we create some kind of society to like reading books, it could create more like environment and more motivations to read books. Yeah. As well. At the end of the day, there is no shortcut to mm. to reading. It's just that um, to get into a habit of reading or to dig into a certain topic um, from zero, you gotta start somewhere. For example, you are interested in the politics of Thailand, and you have no idea about what politics of Thailand is like in the books. And so maybe you read a short article, someone who has summarized for you, you know, um, someone who has summarized for you all the books or all the important books that have been written about the politics of Thailand, and and then you get a glimpse of what this topic is, is about. And then you can start from the recommended list. Oh, you can read this guy or you can read that guy and that would give you an angle about the monarchy or this would give you an angle about nationalism in Thailand. So then you choose the different areas of this huge topic of politics of Thailand to focus on um, by reading like a review, like uh, an executive summary, someone who has read all those books to help you decide where you want to focus mm. your reading in the future. All right, so I think we are at the end of our 
dialogue and conversations today. Do you have something to add more regard to the mastering of the habits of reading? Like I think, like like I said before, um, if you picked up um, in a conversation we just had, I think it's good to start small and to think big. So to some people, reading is a very big, huge task or a mountain to climb. But it wouldn't be too too difficult if you start small. Start from something that you're interested in. You know, I used to be someone who didn't like reading, um, but once I knew the trick of reading, of choosing the right kind of books to read, many a times I pick up a book I read from cover to cover. I couldn't stop. Uh, so I think. It is really important to know what you're interested in, to know what can keep you captivated for a long period of time. Reading isn't something so monstrous that you cannot tackle. It can be something that is very enjoyable, very leisurely. Uh, so start small, think big. Yeah. So thank you so much for being to our podcast today. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.